Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And we got another great show for you guys here today. There's a lot of news that came out last this past week. Um, but before we get to all of that news, what have you been up to this past week, Malcolm? You know me, I've been playing some Mario, playing some early access games. I think it's uh, called uh, Gunfighter or something along those lines. You play as different animal characters and you play as a... Uh, first person shooter in a sense okay and it's only 12 bucks uh early access but quality game it's a good cooperative experience highly recommend it and obviously bowser's fury was a lot of fun and we'll be seat here in a review shortly awesome awesome yeah nice that's really cool oh, gunfire reborn that's what it's called oh okay all right dope dope um yeah i mean Pretty pretty chill week for me this week. I recently had a birthday yesterday of, as of this recording. Uh, I had a great day. Um, Cameron, happy birthday, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I wish I could stop aging. Those, uh, those candles, am I right? <laughs> no, I I honestly, I, I you know what's funny? I, I really wish I could stop aging. I'm just scared, dude. I'm, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to age, but uh, no, I had a great birthday. Um, got a lot of cool nerd shit, uh, and um, you know, I streamed late. I streamed. Uh, what did I stream? I think I streamed. Yeah, I streamed Rainbow Six, and then I played some Mortal Kombat. Uh, so that was really, really fun. Um, and then I was able to finish um, Mafia remake over the past uh, week. So yeah, I mean, I had a pretty chill week. I had a pretty chill week. Um, so it was it was a lot a lot of fun, especially given these times where you know you can't really do what you want to do, um, you know like go to amusement parks or anything like that, you know because of the pandemic. So I was very lucky that I was able to do um, what I wanted to do this year you know, despite the pandemic. So um, so I'm grateful for that. But um, <clears throat> getting into the show this week, um, let's start off with our. Game, game of the, of the week. week and our game of the week this week is valheim uh i know nothing about this game except that it is very very popular um i'm hearing about this game as much as i've heard about hades last week and the week before that so um you probably know more about valheim than me right malcolm uh yeah i know it's a survival adventure game uh set in you know Kind of the Norse mythology kind of world, or not necessarily Norse mythology, but just like that, uh, the culture behind Norse mythology. Okay. But it's getting a lot of praise. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the graphical detail, but honestly, the game looks great. The gameplay sounds amazing, and it's only 20 bucks. And the game will only get better with time due to it being early access on Steam. And I think it has over 3 million people who've already purchased the game. Right. Which is amazing. For an early access title 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I saw a few gameplay, like before we started the, the podcast, I saw a, a video of like some gameplay stuff that that was in Valheim. And I, I said to myself, well, it looks it looks interesting. I, I don't know if it's co-op or multiplayer or anything like that, but um, it it looks interesting. I don't think I personally would play it unless like a, a bunch of my friends got it. So you know, I, I think I see myself playing Hades first before I even think about playing something like Valheim. But the thing is, is that everybody's talking about it. It is a one to ten player, uh, brutal exploration and survival game. Okay. So you can obviously play this with friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's the talk of the town, of course, as Cameron has basically said. Yeah, the talk of the town. Like everybody's talking about it. Um. And it, it has like, I think it got like 3 million copies downloaded, which is amazing. Because this is a, I'm a guessing yeah, three, this is a... 3 million purchases. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing is there's co-op PvE. Uh, and they recommend playing co-op with around 3 to 5 players. Uh, they have hosted servers, which is great for an early access game. Right. That's not peer-to-peer -peer like most Call of Duty games, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I won't sit here and say that... I'll never play it in life because never say never, but uh, I'm just not at the moment. I don't plan on playing it. But the reason why it's game of the week is because everybody's talking about it. Like this has been out of all out of everything this week. This has been the number one game that I've kept seeing popping up over and over and over again. So um, definitely if you're interested in Valheim, I, I would recommend, you know, looking into it. See if it's something that you would be, you would want to play. But uh, moving on here to unpopular gaming opinions uh i don't have any opinions uh this week but you malcolm have uh, an unpopular gaming opinion that you wanted to share on the podcast today well honestly i thought you also agreed with it too but i'll say it anyway um we don't need an overwatch 2 we need an overwatch expansion correct nobody needs an overwatch 2 i'm glad at least from what i understand from the last time uh, I got information about Overwatch, especially because there was a new Overwatch update or dev update. But basically, you'll be able to play with people who have Overwatch 2. Right. So if that's the case, why do we need a sequel? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm obviously Overwatch 2 is giving more content, but due to story, but the multiplayer is still shared. Right. So would it just make more sense to... If you wanted to buy a sequel, you get a discount, or maybe the game's cheaper, or something like that. But mm -hmm. that's just me. But yeah, we really don't need a Overwatch two at all, and the game looks exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. So I talking uh, about the next gen failure. Yeah, failure. No, absolutely. I mean, I I won't get too much into Overwatch two because we'll talk about it later on in the podcast. But what I will say is that. I'll echo the same sentiments that you said about Overwatch 2 is that we don't need it. It's literally the same game over again. It just seems like they could have just made an expansion and then it would have been fine. But uh, um, yeah, uh, Overwatch 2 don't need it. It, it reminds me again why <clears throat> we don't need something like a Destiny uh, Part 2 or anything like that. All right, moving on to reviews. Let's see. Uh, do you want to go first? You you wanted to review Bowser's Fury, right? For oh, no, man. You got to go first. It's been a while since we heard you do a review. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So this week, 
Um, I beat the Mafia uh, remake finally after so many, so many, uh, you know, weeks trying to get time to play that game. But um, yeah, I finally beat it. And I will say, first of all, let me get the positives out of the way. The game, this is how you do a remake. You remake it from scratch as if it, came, it was going to come out in this generation of consoles. And one of the main things for me that was important uh, was the fact that they captured the feel of the first game um, while also, you know, doing something new with it. And um, <clears throat> I really appreciated the voice acting and the story. The story was wild and it was, I mean, obviously it's the same as the first game, but seeing it through a new lens, through a new um graphical lens than before was really cool um and yeah i i think that this is this should be the standard or this should this along with games like resident evil uh the resident evil remakes that they've done should be looked at as examples of what a remake should be at its core um and uh for me the negatives are the fact that I don't I don't like the driving in this game. The driving mechanics are a little wonky uh, when it comes to drifting or when it comes to I mean I know these are old cars so they're not supposed to drift or like do the things that modern cars do now. But I I really would have expected them to handle a little bit better than they were uh, currently in in the, in in the game. Um, now Aaron, were you playing on simulation or were you playing on? Because if you're playing on simulation, they actually drove correctly. If you're driving on like the regular, because you can actually change that difficulty. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Driving normally, yeah. So are I, you given negative on that? Yeah, I was. I was driving normal. I I didn't know that. Uh, again, it's I I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was even a simulation thing. I just played on normal. Um, now I'm not saying I'm not trying to sit here and say that the driving was like ruin the game for me it was just one of those things like in certain missions where i needed to get away from cops uh you know me turning a certain way just hindered me and made me fail the mission a couple times but uh, it's not something that ruined the game for me but it was something that i uh noticed uh, as i was playing um uh so yeah that was the big negative another negative is um the shooting uh while it is fun and it they, they, you can tell they borrowed a, uh aspects from mafia 3 gunplay mechanics uh i didn't necessarily like the camera placement in this particular game in the in the way that the camera was placed when you aimed um and i had that issue going into like even before the game came out when they were showing demos of the game i, I never really liked that aspect of the fact that the camera was so close to I guess the gun itself that you really didn't see the character holding the gun that well. Um, so that was another aspect I didn't really like, um, that I, that threw me off a little bit, but overall the game is a very solid remake and I enjoyed the story thoroughly and it makes me excited. I hope that the game made enough money to where they'll make a sequel. Um, like they'll make another mafia game. Uh, I don't know what time period it would be set in, but I hope that the game made enough money and that this was this remake was sort of like a testing ground for whether A, they want to do another remake with Mafia 2 or B, if they you know want to go back to this era of uh, 
you know, the Mafia series. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I would give it a solid eight out of 10 for me. Like I said, uh, little, little gripes here and there with the driving and the shooting mechanics, but overall it was a solid, solid, uh, game for me. Yeah. It's about where I would give that game too. Oh, okay. I both had a chance to play this game. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so eight out of ten. That's that's the score I'm giving it. I uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed myself. We're both huge fans of the Mafia series, so it's 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 a breath of fresh fresh air that the Hangar Thirteen is continuing to support this this series. But uh, yeah. So what's your uh, gaming review this week, Malcolm? Yeah, it's uh, Bowser's Fury, which was attached to Super Mario 3D World. You know, it's. It's nice to play a Mario game where your focus isn't saving the princess. There is not a lot of those. There are a couple, but there's definitely not a lot. Uh, basically, you're Mario, and Bowser Jr. asked for your help for the first time in the Mario series, which is, you know, pretty big. You know, he's a, you know, he's a villain. Right. He helps his dad. You right. Know, screws with everything. Basically, uh, which is really cool. So it took a lot of elements from Super Mario 3D World. Where the game is very like, and uh, well, it's three dimensional. It's not two D. It's a lot like you know Super Mario Odyssey in a sense. But unlike Super Mario Three D World, it actually gives you an open world gameplay. It's oh. not level based. It oh, okay. actually is an open world. And kind of like Super Mario Sunshine, you're trying to clear this black goop uh, that's actually taken over and consumed Giga Bowser. If you don't know who Giga Bowser is, Giga Bowser is a giant form of Bowser. And honestly, like the game was a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of cats involved. There's a cat suit, which comes into play in Super Mario 3D World. And in this game, when you become Giga Mario, you're actually Giga Mario dressed as a cat. Oh, so okay. I'm expecting a lot of uh, furry jokes. You're not going to find them here. But basically, you're fighting as Cat Mario versus Dark Bowser. And it's fun. You know, it's a lot about finding these shines. Kind of like in Super Mario Sunshine, you're looking for a star. Right. And, you know, you fight Bowser, I think, like four times. As you're collecting all these uh, shines. And honestly, I it's a breath of fresh air from a uh, from like a jump puzzle perspective. Okay. It was refreshing. I like the whole concept of lighthouses. Uh, I don't necessarily want to spoil it, although it is a Mario game and we can kind of see where this goes, but it is enjoyable to actually play with a player too. He's like an AI, obviously, Bowser Jr., but you can actually kind of control him, which is nice, without having to have a second controller. So from a gameplay perspective, game is a lot of fun, and the game is an average of 10 hours. I actually played it for 13 before I beat it. Okay. So yeah, it's I would highly recommend it. Obviously, you have to get in the bundle. So, I think considering the you know it's probably like worth twenty dollars, maybe twenty five, versus you know Super Mario Three D World. Okay. So I would definitely give it like maybe an eight, eight point five. Nice. As nice. an expansion, not as a solo game. Oh okay, all right. As a solo game, that's a much different problem. Uh, out of curiosity, um. Do Nintendo games cost as much as like PS4 and Xbox games? Like, are they full sixty dollar games, or are they for, uh, Nintendo well, yeah. Switch specific, specifically? Are they full like sixty dollar uh -huh. titles? Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah. I thought but that maybe like, of this bundle, 
So it's like two games or one, a game and an expansion for 60. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought that because it was a handheld that it would be cheaper. I don't know why. But uh Well, there's the things people are forgetting. So there's a handheld version of the Switch. Right. The Switch itself is a console. Okay. It's a portable slash, you know, console. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Well, awesome, man. Awesome. Bowser's Bowser's Fury. Definitely check that out, people, if you haven't oh, already. It runs at a crisp sixty. <laughs> sixty frames. We all we love you know, we love sixty. Uh you know, that should be the standard now for video games. But anyway, no, so that's uh that those are our reviews for this week. Now we're gonna get into What's that game? And uh we have three each. We have three each. And uh do you mind if I go first? Yeah, go ahead, man. All right. None of these are, I, I mean, some of these are funny to me, but, you know, I'm not a, I'm not really a jokester. See how this goes. All right. Overwatch 2, more like over it 2. I mean, I guess I kind of already said. You, you used the name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, sure over, Overwatch 2. Um, and basically I'm, I'm using, um, it's basically games that were, uh, you know, shown off at the, uh, BlizzCon and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, Overwatch 2, you know, you're, we're going to get, I'm going to get more into it. We're going to get more into it later on the pot in the podcast, but yeah, uh, Overwatch 2, that was my, uh, my first one. Okay. Go ahead, Malcolm. Thor will finally be in the get. Oh, another Xenoblade character. <laughs> Who really needs the guest character anyway? <laughs> Smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> the, they so you thought there was gonna be like a Xenoblade character or what? No, there is a Xenoblade character. Oh. Xenoblade characters are Shulk is a Xenoblade character in oh. Smash. And we have another one. I don't uh think her name is Oh Pyra. Oh Pyra, okay. So, obviously she has a different moveset than Shulk, but Right. Yeah, you know, it's it. It's alright. Oh, okay. I mean, I it's just I was expecting a, a new guest character, not a character from an existing Nintendo game. Oh, okay. That's I already on the roster. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Alright. Alright, for sure. Uh for my second one, why would you reopen a dark portal? Actually, wow. I actually yeah, yeah, wow. I actually thought you were gonna say Diablo because I'm like, well, I really did this could be for <laughs> either games. But yeah, World of Warcraft. Uh, apparently, it's they're remastering a classic World of Warcraft game and bringing it back. Um, and there was a tagline that said "Reopen the Dark Portal." I'm just like, why would you reopen a portal that you've locked somebody in that you know that there's somebody evil in it? I don't know. I just thought that was a dumb tagline. I don't know. I'm not a WoW fan like that. Never got into WoW. Still probably won't get into WoW. Uh, so yeah, that was, but that it was, it was showcased at the, uh, BlizzCon. So, um, so yeah, that's my second one. What's your, uh, second one? The Italian Tiger Woods simulator. <laughs> Tiger. Mario Golf. <laughs> that's right. Oh my God. Have you, have you played that game or it's not no, even I played the game. original one a long time ago. Oh, okay. But they're doing a new one. And apparently it's got a campaign, so, you know, there it is. I can't get into golf, man. Golf is, like, one of those sports that, like, I don't know. 
first of all, it's too quiet. Can't make any noise. Second of all, like just hitting the ball, walking or driving, and then going to hit it again. I just I can't get into it. That's like I've heard people say that's like a rich people sport, but I don't know. Uh, here's my third one. Oh, I did the same thing that I did with Overwatch. I I put the title of oh the, my God. yeah yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> too fast to Diablo. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. <laughs> exactly. No, but uh, yeah, yeah, on to the next one. Wow, I totally messed up this. What's that game this week? But uh, yeah, go ahead with your third one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Otaku Life Simulator. <laughs> what was it? Uh, no more, no more heroes. The th the third one, yeah. How many of those games? Is that like the last one they made, or technically there's four because there was like a mini game version. Was a mini game version? Did they count yeah, it as like the out. fourth entry, or was nope. it? Oh, okay. It's just like it's it's a its spin off, game. a spin off kind of thing. Yeah, that's a way of looking at it. It came out last year or maybe two years ago, something like that. Yeah, because that's kind of like the thing with like Grand Theft Auto, like. Grand Theft Auto technically San Andreas is the fourth game in the series, but it's not like the fourth main entry, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. But um, yeah, so that's going to do it for What's That Game this week. Moving on to... Rumor has it. And this week's rumor has it, apparently there is going to be a GTA 6 trailer coming. Coming pretty soon. Um, there was a listing where rockstar was asking for um well basically uh recruiting for jobs who can do a gameplay capture a gameplay capture team who basically if you've seen any gta game or any video game trailer that's in game they basically take footage from the game and try to create a narrative around it and basically create a trailer for it um so, you know, GTA 5, they'll take certain scenes from that game and restructure it as a trailer. And apparently Rockstar is hiring for something like that. And people are speculating that it's going to be GTA 6. I, I mean, my only thing is that that could be for anything. I mean, we talked a lot about uh, the remasters and remakes that are going to be coming out. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be GTA 6, right? It could be something else. Uh, very well, it could be something else, but I don't know. I, I don't think, honestly, anyone needs a GTA 6 trailer this year. No. Because I thought the rumor was 2023. Exactly. Later. Exactly. So okay. what would it, I mean, if it's two years away, I mean, I could see a teaser, but definitely not something along the lines of gameplay capture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, if they do cool. I guess, but again, I mean, I'm I'm in I'm more intrigued by GTA 6 than I am hyped for it. If that makes sense, uh, GTA 6. I mean, I'm just I'm not over GTA, but it's just like I say all the time on this podcast. I just wish they would do something else with that series, or not with that series, but just do something else with the IPs that what that they have. And um, you know, it's unfortunate that they go back and forth between Red Dead and GTA. But, you know, if a GTA 6 trailer comes, it comes. Uh, I don't think that it'll come, like, within the next week or two. You'll probably see it sometime in, like, maybe April or maybe March, if that. Um, and like Malcolm said, if they show it, it'll be just a teaser. 
um similar to the teaser that you saw for red dead redemption 2 um when you just heard a voiceover and you just saw landscapes and that was it you didn't really see any action so if it's something it's to a real teaser yeah yeah so it'll, it'll probably be something like that i think i don't uh I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see GTA. I don't see GTA Six being something that I'm like overly hyped for. But if it happens, it happens. I would love. Imagine. Imagine though, if it's not, and it's like secretly like a, I don't know, like a San Andreas, um, remake trailer or something like that. Now that I would be hyped for. Well, it would be for all three of the games. It wouldn't be. Oh yeah, because it's a it's a trilogy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, honestly, the way you do it is you take. You get like actually the the live action actors simulating a mission that kind of goes hand in hand with all the games. That is and true. And then you see it split up, and then yeah. they all come together, and then it's like the GTA re- remake series or something like that. So the actors for like or the, definitive edition, right? So like the actors for like the main characters is what you're saying who played mm. like the main. My whole my only thing with that is um most of the main characters who played for example the person who plays carl johnson hates rockstar ray leona well, no, it's not that so really quick i know what you're talking about right they'd have to get new people just like with the remake for um mafia they got new people it's been a long time with these games too yeah though they're not getting cj oh okay yeah because like, no they they had horrible experiences working with uh, rock star especially ray liotta he said that oh, yeah. he had a problem well it's it's a lot of a lot of these actors have similar problems i mean christian bell was the same thing when he recorded for the batman game they have problems reading the same singular line over and over again in different ways so i guess before they i mean i guess this is a little tangent but i guess before they signed on they weren't told that they would have to read a singular sentence in different ways and that makes the process just much more longer, I, uh, I guess you could say. And, you know, when they realized that's what they had to do, they were really frustrated and would always go back and forth with the with the directors. And, you know, and I get it. I mean, I wouldn't want to, you know, read a line a dozen times just in different ways. I feel that now it's different. Well, for- the reason why they have a whatever is because they're not voice actors normally. Right. It's a different... It's not necessarily a different skill set. It's just a different discipline. Right. And they're just like, why would I have to read this like 50 times? It's because we don't know what we might use. You know, there are some directors that do like almost 100 takes, which gets very nerve wracking at some point. But my thing is now, again, I'm not a director, but I just I would go by how I would do it Um, is is that if you know the kind of care where, where your character's going and you kind of know where your character how your character's feeling in that moment can't you just tell them just to say it a certain way and then that'll be it why do they have to say it do 100 takes of okay say it happy say it sad say it oh you're not like in a confused way like it's why? more options that's why that especially when you're making a game things change right like look at um cd project red for instance they had the sex scene in there but they took it out because, you know, it's just the just in case, you know, maybe we'll change our mind on something. Right. Uh, with v, the, the male V, 
Right. You know, they record everything because, you know, something could change. You never know. Yeah, I guess I guess that that makes sense. Um, But I guess I guess it's different for movies, because if you mess them up in movies, you can just do a reshoot, I guess. And you don't have to do different. I don't know. It's a different. It's a totally different like medium video games and movies and the way they're made. I just I thought that was interesting. And I always wondered, like, why can't the directors just if they know what they want? Why can't they just tell the actors to say it this specific way? And not, but again, it's a different discipline. Like, uh, yeah, so that's the um, rumor uh, this week. Now we're going to move on to topics of the week, and we have a lot of topics, a lot of uh, a lot of big top topics. One of the big ones this week, uh, as you guys know, we are Mortal Kombat fans, and as you guys know, that they have been in development of a Mortal Kombat movie, um, and we've been anticipating the trailer and the trailer finally came out this past week and i mean not just any trailer we're talking about red band red band i mean blood guts all all cursing all that shit i mean it was it was intense and um you know what, what i mean let's just get your thoughts on it man because you saw it for the first time today so what are your thoughts on the trailer what do you think about it the fans I mean, as a Mortal Kombat fan, it's something that I feel like every Mortal Kombat fan has wanted to see. With the exception of Johnny Cage, a lot of questions about that. Personally, I just don't think Johnny Cage is in this film. If he is, great. If not, it's a cool surprise. Because we just got to see a lot of characters we all loved and know. So, yeah, it's almost a perfect trailer. It's, it's, it showed a lot, but it didn't really show everything. Right. Because obviously we knew what was going to happen to Jax just knowing Mortal Kombat. So I don't think that was a true spoiler necessarily. Maybe it's a spoiler for people who don't know the games. But this this trailer was very geared toward people who play Mortal Kombat. Oh, absolutely. So Oh, and the scene where they basically montaged showing all the fatalities. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like quick cuts too. So it was like quick cuts of like the fatalities. So you still have like, and, and I heard that there was things that because they did a a trailer reaction with the cast, um, and the and the Joe Taslam who plays Sub Zero, and also is from the Raid movies, he said that there's so much that you haven't even seen. Like this is just scratching the surface of like what's actually in the movie. And what I appreciated about seeing the trailer, number one, seeing Sub-Zero, who's my favorite Mortal Kombat character, get the spotlight and be, you know, just a total badass. I mean, they set him up as the villain, obviously, because it's 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 Bihan, um, uh, who is the first Sub-Zero. Um, I'm not going to spoil Mortal Kombat just in case, like, you see the movie and, you know, you don't know the story or anything. But he, they're setting him up as the main bad guy. And they're really putting they're really putting the focus on Sub-Zero and Scorpion's rivalry. I think that'll be at the heart of this story. Uh, and then you have the, obviously, the tournament itself, the, the, the Mortal Kombat itself, with uh, Shang Tsung being the main villain. I love the costume design, man. Everybody looks how they're supposed to look. There wasn't one character where I looked at them and I said, ah, they should have done this. They should have done that. That's not how that person looks. Everybody has done justice. And it's not often you can say that in a 
adaption of a movie or of a of a book or game or anything like that and um i really appreciate the attention to detail that they did with these characters i was hearing the director talking about um you know the 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 choices that he made in the movie and how because this this movie has a new character called cole young who is not a part of like the mortal Kombat uh lore at all but he's sort of our anchor through this through the movie and, and into this world and they said that characters get introduced in interesting ways in this movie and i'm really excited for it uh, uh, is there a character that you're excited to see in this movie mel or? come on cameron basically everyone i'm curious <laughs> to see melina because we only saw saw like a really short clip of her and she looked freaky as shit yeah yeah um and i was like whoa i mean obviously sub-zero scorpion yeah it's kind of everybody but i'm really excited to see sub-zero and scorpion Mm -hmm. And obviously, Jax. I'm very excited to see what he does with those hands because they look great. Those arms look insane. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks better than Cyborg in all of the films. <laughs> so, yeah. Just the arms. Um, was there a standout moment for you in the trailer where you went, "Oh my god," oh, that like on, made you go crazy? It's funny you ask that because you saw me watch it for the first time. I didn't say me, but you heard me. Um. When Sub Zero basically did one of his combos from yep. Mortal Kombat 11 yep. to Scorpion, mm -hmm. I was like, "This is the movie that yeah. finally gets video game adaptation correct." Not that you know, like, because I thought the Sonic movie was fine. I just didn't. It didn't really feel like a video game movie. Right. It just kind of felt like a Sonic movie, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But like this, this one's for the gamers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's done. And if in case you guys don't know what he's talking about, uh Sub-Zero in the last part of the trailer does this thing where he cuts Scorpion and blood flies out, but then Sub-Zero freezes the blood, turns it into like a knife and stabs Scorpion with it and then creates a wall of ice and throws Scorpion through it. I lost my shit. I was like, "Yo, and then, as you know, of course, Scorpion says his famous get over here line. Now, here's the thing, Malcolm. I don't know if you knew this, but when the trailer first came out, there were people on Twitter saying they couldn't understand what Scorpion was saying when he said get over here. They were saying, oh, he sounds like it sounds garbled, like the way he says it. He says it weird. And I felt that way, too, when I first saw the trailer. But the more I watch it, I can hear it better. I can hear the get over here much better. Oh, I heard I it clearly. It. Yeah. Because people forget how gravelly it's supposed to sound. Yeah. I think. Because you're just so used to hearing it. Like, you know what it sounds like. You're like, oh, that sounds a little different. Right. Everybody has their own way of hearing it in their own head, how they want it to be said. So when he says it slightly different, that's when people are just like, oh, okay. Like, But no, he's perfect. And the guy who's playing Scorpion is in his, what did I say, 60s, 60s. He's in his sixties, man. And congrats like kudos to him for being able to do these stunts. I mean, wow. Uh I don't want to like speculate or anything like that, but there is a rumor out there um who uh Cole Young's character is. Um, and they say it may have something to do with Scorpion. I don't know if that's true or not. Do not take it as like face value. Do not take it as a fact. 
it is strictly a rumor. So, you know, you can take that um, and interpret it how you want to. But yeah, so if you haven't seen the Mortal Kombat trailer already, definitely take it out. It is all kinds of awesome, and I cannot wait. It comes out April 16th, I think it said. So definitely, definitely look forward to that. And uh, But moving on to... <laughs> now this, I laugh because it's amazing that this... This is even still a thing. Um, as you guys know, I, what was it? Two a year or two ago, Soldier Soldier Boy came out. Well, said he was going to come out with a with his own console, right? And then it failed. Now it appears he's doing a second attempt at coming out with uh, another console. He he said it on Twitter that he's gonna he's trying to develop. He's he's gonna go a second round and try to. Create a new console with new games, new this and that, and I, I just don't understand at this. Like, why? Why would? Why would? About third part, like third generation, not even third generation, just like like retro recreations of like a newer portable console, and then just threw his name on there and said, "Here, give me five hundred dollars." Do you think he was trying to? You guys trust him? to make a genuine new console I, I, do you I'm think do you think he was trying to do some beats by dre type of shit where like he oh no, because at least the the they worked with monster yeah the he tech was there he's not working with anybody he's just doing this himself like with he's not partnering partnering up with like a, a known console developer or anything like that he's just doing this himself correct like he's I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Soldier Boy, my thing is the reason why I don't think this works is because he's not really a name like that anymore. He made one good song or maybe two good songs in like the 2000 early 2000s. You know what I mean? So it's like your name doesn't mean as much as it as you think it does. Now maybe maybe if I don't know uh future or somebody Wanted to come out with a gaming console, and not even future. Like I don't know who's a famous person, Megan the Stallion or something, or, or Cardi B, you know, Drake. I don't know about, it, but the point is, is that I don't know why he's trying to get it, and why he's trying to create uh, a neck a, a console. I mean, who 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 does he like? What's he gonna put in it? What what, what developers does he know? Who's gonna make games for his console? You know what I mean? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. Sky's the limit. Who knows? Sky's the limit. Um, so what is this console called? The Soldier Boy? I mean, it's newsworthy, but not by much. No, not by much. But we have to put it in here because it's just it's just amazing and ridiculous that he's still he's making a second attempt after a failed attempt. I mean, I, you you try as hard as you can, Soldier Boy. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I hope that whatever you're trying to do you're successful uh because <laughs> clearly um you're not giving up with building this console but uh moving on to this new article now this was interesting this was brought up to me today by malcolm um this new trailer well <laughs> fake trailer there's a there was a trailer that came out that apparently sh uh showed off kratos and showed off god of war as Sony's coming out with like a definitive edition of God of War. And so I look it up 
And yeah, I mean, it's fake. They, they pulled the, the version I saw because Malcolm said you, you said you saw a different version, but like the version I saw that was the thing, the version I saw real quick. So I didn't look at the previews, right? That part of it doesn't come until later in the trailer. So when I was saw it, I'm like, first of all, this definitive edition doesn't even make sense. Right. So let alone if it looked real or not. Well, but yeah, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't, it does. <laughs> what, what's funny. So the version I saw, the version I saw was it started off. I mean, it looks real. The guy went all out. He even made his account to look like the official PlayStation account. Um, and the trailer starts, starts off. First of all, with the live action, if you guys remember that uh, God of War Ascension live action trailer that they that came out when God of War Ascension came out, that's pretty much the trailer. And it pretty much says, get ready for God of War, the definitive edition. And it has like a million views. And I'm just like, how did people not know that this was fake from Jump Street? Number one. Before I look at anything, I always look at like the thumbnail. I, I scroll over and to my mouse and like look at the thumbnail. And when you do that, the thumbnail shows you a little preview. And once I saw the live action uh, commercial of Kratos, I'm like, that's that's not real. Like, like that that is completely not real. But people fell for it, and people thought that you know, people it has a million views, so somebody must have thought it was real. Um, my only thing is God of War Definitive Edition. Were they talking about like the original series or like the new, the newest one that came out? It didn't even say that was the problem because what would make sense is because remember on the PS3, we had all of the God of Wars packaged together. Right. So it would make sense for the PS5 to have the same thing. But it just was like God of War Definitive Edition is like, well, that. That sounds like God of War, the one we have in 2018. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't even make sense. But I think it was supposed to mean like all the games, but okay. the trailer didn't showcase anything to make anyone believe that. Other than like him having the chains of Sparta and like unchaining himself. But other than that, like. Oh, interesting. You know, nothing, nothing that would make me believe that it's what it is. Yeah, and it didn't make me believe, and it's not true. And especially, we haven't heard anything about a definitive edition of God of War. Like, I, I think that the only thing we heard about God of War is that they're coming out with Ragnarok. I mean, I think that if they were coming out with a definitive edition, there would have been rumors, speculation, all that kind of stuff uh, about a definitive edition of God of War. Um, not that we necessarily need one. I mean, God of War three got remastered a couple of years ago, and I still think it's playable on. It's playable on PS4. I don't know about PS5. Maybe, maybe. Um, I know. Well, you got to remember, PS4 games are playable on the PS5. Like a large percentage of the library from PS4 is playable on PS5. Right. Due to backwards compatibility. Oh, so, okay. yeah, it's playable. But you're not playing like God of War Ascension. You're not playing God of War Two or One or or the uh, PSP versions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So there's a lot of games that could go on there for sure, but it's kind of a wait and see. Maybe that's why they made the trailer. You know, they wanted to get like people excited to see, show the company maybe that there is interest for a game, you know, where we get them all back basically. True. But I mean, 
when a company already has plans in place for like a god of war uh you know ragnarok and then also remember we talked about how santa monica Studios is working on an entirely new game separate from the god of war series so i doubt that they would even you know make a definitive addition to that not to say they wouldn't make money but they clearly already have plans in place that don't you know require them to make a definitive edition of god of war so that's that's really interesting um but yeah so god of war definitive edition if you see it out there on youtube it is fake uh it's not real uh never has never was never will be um well okay never will be as a stretch but i'm just saying as of now it's fake they're they're, they're not coming out with a god of war definitive edition but uh moving on here now two events happened over the course of this past week you had blizzcon and you had nintendo direct i was able to watch blizzcon malcolm was able to watch nintendo direct so these next two topics we're going to give we're each going to give our perspective on what was announced and what we're excited about from these uh specific showcases so uh you want to go first malcolm and talk about nintendo direct and what was shown off yeah on sure nintendo direct? and a problem yeah there was definitely a lot it was a 50 minute event um it was a large nintendo direct which is you know for nintendo fans what we've been waiting for for some time uh, we start off with, of course, you know, with what's that game? We get our Super Mario or Super Smash Bros. Ultimate character release for the Season 2 pass. Right. And we have a Xenoblade character, which, you know, she's cool. She's good. I just, you know, I think we all wanted Sora or just a guest character, period. But that was okay. We also got to see the Monster Hunter Rise trailer that's coming to the Switch uh, sometime this year. Obviously, as the what's that game, we're seeing a new Mario Golf game, which is cool. I mean, you know, we're getting a campaign, so if you like golf games, they are fun. And with the Joy-Cons, it's as realistic as possible to give you that, you know, feeling of, like, actually using a golf club. Unfortunately, you don't get to play as Tiger Woods in that game. You know... A miss, uh, misstep in my opinion. Missed opportunity, yeah. Absolutely. Maybe he'll be DLC character. Who knows, dude? That could actually happen. Like now that I think about it, like I know I'm making a joke, but could they do that? Honestly, like actually get Tiger? Well, no, because they have Tiger Woods PGA Tour, so I guess that would be kind of cross thing. I don't know. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So Square Enix also has a new title coming out for the game or coming out for the system called Project Triangle Strategy. Uh, the demo is debuted. Demo debut is available, like, actually now, actually, as of this video. Very nice. So you can go check that out on the Nintendo Store. Uh, I think one of the biggest announcements of the Direct is we're getting Skyward Sword Zelda HD edition for the Switch. This was actually the last entry, other than Breath of the Wild, of Zelda on the Wii. And the unfortunate piece of it is it was actually at the end of the Wii's life cycle when this game came out. And it was a great game. I think it got really good reviews. And obviously that shows because the pre-orders are over the, out of this world for this game. It's actually insane how good it is. And like it's breaking records that, you know, the original game didn't even meet. Then we all, then, you know, 
the big thing of the Nintendo Direct that I think they were saving for the end of the Direct was Splatoon 3. It's cool. They showed, you know, basically a cutscene, no gameplay, so no gameplay, no hype. But it's not coming till 2022, so we're going to have to wait another year for that game if that's something you're really interested in. We're also getting Fall Guys on the Switch, if that's something you've been waiting for. We're also getting Outer Wilds, which, you know, it's a good series, just coming to Switch. You have these two anime-style um, detective games coming to the Switch as well. Uh, they look interesting, but, you know, not not my cup of tea for the Switch, at least. Right. Getting Sam, We're getting the uh, Samurai Warriors game, which, you know, if you're interested in that series, it's one versus 1,000 battles. So a lot of fighting, a lot of swordplay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're getting the HD remastered of Legend of Mana. It's coming to the Switch. So if that's something you've been waiting for, it's coming soon. And personally, my favorite thing of the expo is we're, we got a, not necessarily a trailer. We got our trailer last year, but some more gameplay of No More Heroes 3. And man, oh man, does that game look great. I'm super excited for that. Nice. So we have the Neon White game, which is you're basically playing as these masked characters who all use different types of weapons. So pistols, snipers, uh, rapiers, things like that Mm -hmm. to defeat their enemies. Uh, We're getting Plants vs. Zombies Battle for the Neighborhood is coming to the Switch. Which, you know, that I'm not a huge fan of that game series anymore, but if you've been waiting, you know, it's coming. We're getting uh, Millipedia. It's coming to the Switch, I think, sometime this year. We're getting a Super Mario-themed Animal Crossing event. If you're still playing New Horizons, it's definitely something to look forward to. And something that you might have not known about camera, which is kind of interesting. We're getting Star Wars Hunted, a new combat arena game. What? Coming to the Switch exclusively. How did I not hear uh, about There this? was a teaser trailer, and it did look pretty cool. So I'm excited to see when we have more information. We'll be releasing that here on the Land Cable Podcast. I'm definitely well, checking that out after the podcast, because I didn't even know anything about it. Uh, we have a game called Dodge Brawl, which is an Ubisoft kind of like Battle Royale style game. Uh, if you've been interested in that, we have uh, Traverse, a uh, World's End Club, uh, which is coming to Switch on May 28th, 2021. Something that's a little bit more exciting probably to Cameron is Hades is coming to the Switch. Oh, nice. Which is multiple Game of the Year awards from a lot of different places and outlets, which is, yeah. you know, Hades has been beloved. And we're actually getting the master... A collection of Ninja Gaiden on PC and on Switch. Oh, it's coming to Switch too. Oh, interesting. That'll be really cool. Uh, we're also getting a DLC coming to Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. So, if you've been playing that game and waiting for more content, wait no more. And lastly, but not least, we're getting new Joy Cons to match Skyward Sword. Uh, I think honestly they've sold out, but. If you get your, if you get a chance to get them, get them. But you might have to be paying scalper prices. But that was basically Nintendo Direct. Wow, awesome, awesome. Yeah, they got. There was a lot of things announced at Nintendo Direct. So was this basically like 
like it, so if there was an E3, this would have been like their announcements for that showcase. You know, Nintendo. Nintendo. Um, it's not necessarily like a substitution. They still would have done an E3 showcase. Okay. All right. Um, I think they're still trying to do an E3 this year, if I'm not mistaken. Or well, actually, it would be next year. It's always like in summer ish or after summer. Right. No, that's usually during summer, right? Anyway. Yeah, it's during summer. It's like um, in June. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they'll probably just do another direct as well for that. But they did a good job showcasing like what this year looks like. That's uh, really for cool. Nintendo, and it looks like a great year. Awesome, awesome. Well, they'll definitely, they'll definitely be making more sales on you know Nintendo Switch, uh, which is which is really cool. Um, I may get a Nintendo Switch this year. Um, I'm just there's a lot of games that are on the Nintendo Switch that I would play. Um, I'm just really trying to figure out like if I do get a Nintendo Switch, I think I'll get the light version. Is there a light version? I think it's called light, right? Yeah, there's a light version. It's just the handheld version. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll get the handheld. Yeah, version. it's a hundred dollars less. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's good for me. But uh, wow, yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming out of a uh, uh, Nintendo Direct, and can't wait to hear more updates on those announcements. Uh, but for BlizzCon, BlizzCon, there wasn't nearly as many announcements uh, as. Nintendo Direct, but there are some pretty notable, notable things that were shown off. Um, more of like a deep dive. This this was with uh, in terms of like the games that we already know are in development. Uh, so Overwatch Two talked about it earlier in the podcast. Uh, it wasn't they didn't necessarily show a trailer as in like a CGI trailer or anything. They went uh, basically did a deep dive into the game itself and the how the gameplay is going to be different this time around and what's different this time around um on the surface i will say now again i want to preface by saying this i don't play overwatch i played like once when it first came out and it was not for me and i'm only going by what i see on the surface uh so when i saw the deep dive that they did for overwatch 2 i really just it it really just looked like the same exact game as the first overwatch from bare bones like just looking at it if i if you were to tell me that this was overwatch 1 i couldn't tell the difference like i would be like oh, okay yeah this is overwatch 1 it really just looks like an expansion it doesn't look like it's a true next-gen upgrade or like a transformative experience from the first Overwatch game. Now, again, Overwatch players who are like seriously into the Overwatch series, you probably see saw this and was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. I can't wait to get my hand on Overwatch 2. But um, as just an average person looking at this who's played little Overwatch at all, um, it just looked like the same exact thing. It looked like something that they could have just did an expansion, uh, made made into an expansion. Um, and I'm worried because that's kind of the same thing that that was kind of my same gripe with Destiny when it came to Destiny Two was that it really wasn't that big of a leap from the first game. And my whole thing when it comes to sequels is that I think that there should be it doesn't have to be significant, but there should be at least a full leap to where okay now you justified the fact that you made a sequel and you improved upon the things from the first one 
not just graphically, but gameplay wise in terms of transforming the way that the player plays, I guess. And maybe, maybe they, they were trying to allude to that or say that in the behind the scenes, but I just, everything they were showing just screamed the first Overwatch to me. So they showed that they showed the behind the scenes of Overwatch too. Um, and they then, also showed like gameplay of like new characters that are coming from Overwatch too. Yeah, yeah, new, um, new game. So there was definitely yeah. some new stuff. It was new stuff, just not necessarily like next gen stuff. But exactly, there was new characters and new guns, and I think new maps as well. So there was some new stuff. There's not nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't want to make it seem like, like it's nothing. Major. Yeah, I don't want people to like think of Overwatch two and go, "Oh my god, it's gonna be a." Comp- it's gonna like revolutionize no this is this is something like it's 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 new in terms of new characters but it's not new in terms of like uh how the game is played and maybe that's for the best i mean if it's not broke don't fix it i wouldn't know because i don't play so uh yeah so if you're hyped over overwatch 2 stay hyped it's just you know if you're a person who you know never got into overwatch but wanted to get into overwatch 2 i would say you know just just see what what happens like just just stay stay in the loop see how it happens see how it develops and then we can uh we can go from there but then also they showed uh World of Warcraft classics now I'm not a wild person but apparently there's a a segment of World of Warcraft called World of Warcraft Classics and they announced the Burning Crusade um uh, and it's the next big adventure, uh, and it's they they don't they never said when it'll come out, um, but it it's supposed to come out sometime in 2021. Um, and for the main World of Warcraft game, there's going to be a new chapter uh, for the Shadowlands expansion, and it's called Chains of Domination. As far as I know, they didn't really say anything more about it. They didn't come out with a trailer or anything, so. Yeah, World of Warcraft Classic Burning Crusade for you WoW fans. That was the main takeaway from the BlizzCon uh, uh, showcase. Um, and the thing that I was excited for, because I'm a huge Diablo fan, I never fully got to experience Diablo 2. And I'm so happy that, because it was rumored for the longest that Diablo 2 was going to get uh, remastered. And now that that's actual reality because now we got diablo 2 resurrected and it's coming out for the switch ps4 ps5 and xbox series x and s um you know what i probably will buy a switch for diablo 2 like diablo is a game i would love to play on the switch um but yeah it 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 looks amazing it doesn't even look like a remaster to me it looks like a full remake um, and I know it's HD textures, but the way that they went in and completely just remastered this game, made it look crisp, made it look like it came out within like the last three to four years. Um, it's really incredible. And I do plan on buying it. Um, what I want to do is I want to do a full playthrough of Diablo two, three leading up to four. And I think I'll have time to do that because four doesn't, is not coming out this year. Um, so I'll have plenty of time to, and I think Diablo 2 is the perfect game to satisfy that Diablo 4 itch and keep us busy until Diablo 4 is finished. So that's 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 really amazing. And speaking of Diablo 4, last but not least, they showed off a cinematic trailer for 
Diablo 4. And you didn't see it, right, Malcolm? You didn't see the trailer for Diablo 4? No, I didn't see the trailer. Okay, so let me let me describe the trailer uh for you so pretty much uh it wasn't like anything story wise it was a character trailer they showed off a a character that was going to be in that's going to be in diablo 4 and it starts out in this church and this priest is like um i guess this nun is confessing and this priest is praying with her and then the the nun moves and this other hooded figure comes in and she starts talking to the priest and she takes out an ear and places it like behind him like on the seat then she takes out another ear and another ear and i'm like what the hell is it and apparently she's been like taking out these uh these different people within like the diablo world and in exchange for like killing all these people she she wants information on someone and the priest gives it to her and she's this uh her name's rogue or i'm I'm pretty sure her name's either rogue or that's the um class but she's an archer uh and she has really cool powers it looks like she can teleport and she can summon like three or two other arch archers like on either side of her to also fire arrows which is really cool um she has daggers which is really cool uh and i just thought it was so interesting how and they shut off a little bit of the uh of the gameplay and man diablo 4 is going to be something else man uh the graphics on that game is just amazing um i can tell they're really putting their heart and soul into really doing a true sequel unlike overwatch really doing a true sequel to a game uh and they're going all out i'm a huge fan of diablo um of the diablo series um and it's funny how the trailer ends. So he picks up the ears and he goes into this cabinet where there's literally like hundreds of ears just sitting there. And he just puts one, he just puts one of the ears on like the little nail thing. And it's, it's disgusting, but I don't know. That's just how Diablo is. It's weird. And it's like, cause there's a, there's a lot of like sa- satanic stuff, obviously because of it's, um, because of the game's nature and what the game's about. But, um, but yeah, man, like, uh, I think for me, Diablo, the Diablo stuff was the highlight of the BlizzCon stuff. And, uh, you know, th- there, there were things, uh, the following day where they went more in depth with the, uh, um, with what, what the games were going to be about and, um, talking a little bit more about, uh, Diablo Overwatch and, and wow and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I think Diablo four is, uh, one of my most anticipated games, uh, you know, coming either next year or whenever, whenever they bring it out. So, um, I'm really, really excited about that. But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for the show today, guys. Um, really hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. Um, you know, we got through a lot of topics in a pretty condensed time frame uh, in an hour. And uh, and yeah, uh, anything you want to add, Malcolm, before we uh, get out of here? Uh, not too much, man. Just hope everyone's safe, and you know, I hope the people in Texas, you know, I hope people are you know, getting what they need, and it's it's definitely a struggle right now. And I hope things start getting better, and the weather starts evening out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I got I got family in Texas, and uh, you know, they they're saying that things are starting to even out there. But uh, you know, I hope hope everyone's doing good. I hope everyone's safe out there, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, 
you know, listening to the podcast. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at JonesBro6. You can always find us on Twitter. And if you want to uh, follow me on Twitch, my Twitch is Normac220. You can always follow me on there. Uh, I live stream as often as I can. Sometimes, maybe like twice a week if I can. Um, but yeah, guys, we're going to that. That does it for us here. We want to thank you guys for listening and we will see you guys on the next episode of the Land Cable podcast. You guys have a great weekend. See you later. Deuces.